Feed those pandas and put them to bed. It's Uncle Says. to Uncle Says, a weekly discussion of what it's like to make a YouTube channel from China and be somewhat artistic about it. I am your host, Emily, and with me in the background running the board is Peter. Sup. He says sup. Um, we are coming to you live to tape from beautiful Whoop Woo Studios here in Luzhou, Sichuan, China. And this week, as always, we have our four segments where we're going to talk to you about what we do here in our in China. Uh, number one, how's your uncle? We'll talk a little bit about us and our real life. Conducting business is a little segment about uh, YouTube logistics and stuff we've learned from a numbers perspective, really. And then commentary is the behind-the-scenes commentary on some videos that we posted this week. And we'll wrap it up with Watch It, which is our media recommendation for you. Um, our big story today is we're going to talk about, in the commentary section, um, how we decided to relax our workflow once we had gotten like a little over our head. But first, I'd like you to ask, how's your uncle? Let's do it. So we're still here in the middle of the Chinese New Year holiday, and it's um, been glorious to be off work for this long. My, my paid gig is I'm a kindergarten teacher here, and I've been off for about three weeks, and I think I have another week to go. So that's really nice. It's the weather for New Year's and the week after has been... You couldn't ask for nicer spring weather. It was just like beautiful blue sky days and so sunny every day. And then yesterday it just turned cold and rainy again. So it's winter again after a beautiful spring festival. Our plan this year, so every year for Chinese New Year, we kind of mess something up. We, too many years in a row, we've said, oh, we'll find a restaurant that's open. And then it's like super hard to find, especially... New Year's Eve and the first day of New Year's. Nothing, 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 nothing for real is open. And every year we think, well, something will be open. And we do sometimes find one little restaurant. And our, one of our New Year's we spent in a hot pot. And, like, they were closing early for the holiday. And we came at dinner time. And they gave us dinner because they felt bad for us. But it was definitely, like... Please go home. We want to go home. And so it just, every year we kind of miscalculate. And then last year we made a plan, but then we were just kind of too disorganized to execute it. This year, finally got the plan right. We ordered some supplies from Taobao early enough that they would arrive in time for New Year's. We did a big shop at the grocery store, got everything we needed, and then 
I was wrong about what day New Year was. <laughs> I thought it was the third and it was the fifth. So we started chowing down on our provisions too early, leaving us not quite foodless, but towards like, do you want to eat this old dumpling that's been in the fridge? Fortunately, by the time we were really kind of running out of food, McDonald's was opened. And so we ordered, we ordered a delivery from McDonald's. Um, and then we made a video about the sandwich I had, um, cause it was a weird one. <laughs> um, so this year we did so much work to really be on our game. And then I was just wrong about when everything was happening, which was kind of funny, but we got a good video out of it. Well, we got, we released the first one and that was, but that was on the wrong day now. Yeah, we even we had a, a a New Year's video, but we released it two days early because I was wrong about what New Year's was. I mean, fortunately, it wasn't until like two days later that we realized it was. We released the video, ate all of our cheese. Yeah, and then we're. <laughs> what made me realize is Tuesday night or Monday night. I went to bed, and then there were a ton of fireworks at midnight. And I was like, that's weird that they're doing fireworks for the second night of New Year's. And then I was like, oh, duh. No, they're doing it for New Year's Eve. This is New Year's Eve. I mean, it was plausible that there would be no fireworks because last year there was a big crackdown and there just weren't really fireworks last year. I guess um, that's our one tradition as Laowai. Yeah. That we've messed up Getting New it wrong. Year's every year. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't too bad. It was just the one meal that we were like, I'm sick of eating these crackers. We're out of cheese. We had egg egg salad for lunch, and I don't want to make egg things again. Um, and then McDonald's was there for us. And, like I said, we got a video out of the deal. Also, I think posting the first video early is not too huge of a deal, given that much like... I would say maybe even more so than Christmas in America. It just is like the whole season is, everybody knows it's New Year's. You're well, all talking other, about New Year's. You're talking about your plans. Some of the other expats were releasing it that day, so we were panicked. Everyone's yeah, releasing yeah. their videos, and yeah. it's the day. Yeah. But then we were, but, we were okay. Just like always, we're still here. It all worked out. And, and we're always ahead of everything. And I think... We're impeccably on time. Yeah, we're early, and that's on time. Um, and by next year, I will have forgotten, and we'll make some similar mistake, I'm pretty sure. So. Sweet. Happy New Year. Um, but so then, let's conduct some business. Conducting business? Okay, we actually have a few different items of business to talk about. Our channel, we just made a decision to, well, okay, so the new channel, Hello Foreigner, is where our vlog lives, and we are currently in the middle of reposting our videos that we made last year because no one saw them last year, and now they're getting a chance to get seen. And we had been on a schedule of one a day, but we recently, this week, decided to change to a twice a week schedule because we're getting into a crop of videos that are 
pretty substantial and they're longer, the subject is a little more in depth, and we wanted to give each one time to breathe. We kind of felt um, if we had one a day, first of all, people might drop off of like, oh, I can't keep up with all this. It's too too much Emily. Um, I don't think there can ever be too much Emily, but Ooh, I'm, the Emily? I'm willing to concede other people might feel differently. And we wanted, you know, you don't have, Hello Foreigner is not a news site. You don't, you should never feel like you're behind. So we wanted to give these videos just a little time and space to each occupy your attention. The batch of maybe our first 40-ish yeah. were all in the two to five minute range, more or less. So mm -hmm. when it becomes... Our, our what we're going into, where things get into half an hour, yeah, yeah, twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. That's just too much of anybody. Yeah, and the, on on the operation side, Peter has his places that he likes to visit to to promote our work, and he kind of felt like when we had these light lighter weight videos, these shorter videos, these less planned out videos that maybe he could skip a day of promotion and that's fine. But he kind of felt like he wanted to devote all of his promotion attention to each one of these coming up. And so, and he also doesn't want to bug the forums every day with like, hey, we have something new. Give these big ones that are 15 and 20 minutes long a little time to breathe for a few days. Yeah. Even twice a week, some people would probably say you're saturating the market. But. Yeah, yeah. So the plan is to a week on Wednesdays and Thursdays of the old videos with a new giraffe video every week. The giraffe, the giraffe vlog is really the new face of the current vlog. Says it right there. Yeah. Um, when I've got the giraffe suit on, you know that I'm vlogging. I'm gonna drop some vlog on you. Vlog <laughs> So watch out. Watch out for falling vlogs. Um, so yeah, that's our that's our new plan of attack for the next couple months. And so that will bring us into June. Whoa. Will bring us to the present in the future. And that's good news for us as well because we have, in this time, we we aren't idle. We're not sitting this around. This isn't a vacation. Yeah, this is not a vacation. We're actually working on stuff um, for the new videos that are going to be pretty substantial, pretty bigger, pretty much bigger than anything we've ever done, which we don't want to get too much into it because we're just at the beginning stages of, of something really special, we think. And so we don't want to, we don't want to over, oversell it before we've even done anything, but know that we're working hard on something pretty special. Um, and this, so this four months of runway is, is pretty useful for that endeavor. Um, but the, keep watching these guys. Yeah, keep watching these guys. These are all new every week. This is me live to tape. It's probably yesterday. And click the if likes. If you're watching it now. Click More likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, this, this live to tape stream is we plan on continuing indefinitely. Sunday nights. Well, Sunday nights we're taping them. I think we're now publishing them Monday afternoon. Our Monday. China's time, so who knows what that means for you? <laughs> you have to be where you are, so you know what time it is there. You're foreigner. Yeah. Um, 
But speaking of this particular endeavor, we are feeling pretty good about the live live to tape rather than live to streaming. Um, I think I think it works for us. And Peter was just saying that YouTube itself is kind of souring on the idea of the live stream. It used the why we started this was because they did they gave you a bump. They would they would show you they they'd give you more impressions is what they call them they'd, they'd pop you up in results they'd show you on people's home pages you'd be in people's recommendeds more if you did the live stream but you're saying that's not really the case so much anymore yeah their youtube itself has seemed to i don't know exactly why it's probably a myriad <laughs> of reasons are yeah. not looking as fondly possibly that they've polluted the area with too many Toxic, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it does seem like, this is not all live streams, but a lot of live streams where people just getting, sometimes getting drunk or sometimes just being belligerent, sober, um, where they'd get together and say kind of nasty things about other YouTubers or other gossiping. Yeah, a lot of gossip. And worse, and getting, riling that together in a, like, live mob of online online mob <laughs> and then the there are online roving online mobs that go around harassing other yeah channels and, and then it's, it's after the event they would take the video down so there's no record of their misbehavior um so and that's i have no inside pipeline this is just as someone who is aware that maybe vaguely paying attention yeah <laughs> even less than peter is paying attention um i my guess would be if most people were using the live stream in that way that maybe YouTube didn't feel like it was worth it to 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 support that. Plus it kind of like muddies up your own if you're coming out with regular videos that you've pre-taped and but people are coming just for your streams it messes up your own channel itself. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's messy. If you did that and that's all you did yeah. It'd be good for your channel, but well, it think messed us up. For It did mess us up, and I think it's, for a variety of reasons, going live is the big thing. I mean, Periscope, mm. that's an that's old. ancient <laughs> app now, but more recently, Twitch is a video game platform where you can watch people play video games live. And then Instagram also now has these stories that you're supposed to... I don't really know what stories are for. <laughs> no. But every every social media platform is rolling out a live thing with I think without knowing really what to do with it and and neither do the, the users. They you just kind of yeah. like do a picture, a moving 30 second picture of your face or whatever and right, you right. turn it off and then it goes away and I don't know or Which no that kind of haphazardness is I mean Twitter was started they had no idea why people would want that, but they they knew how to do it, so they did it and say users figure it out, and now we have Twitter, and that see how that worked out. <laughs> um, but I don't think, well, not to get too much into tech. Um, anyway, so live live to live to tape works for us. Two separate channels for the live stream, the live stream and the vlog, keeping those as separate audiences is seeming to work out for us. So. And Bring no, it back to us. No one listens to us live anyway, so... Yeah, no one no one was listening to us live. May, one time my mom made it, yeah. and... Um, so, except for her, 
this this actually is the Hi mom. <laughs> this doesn't affect anybody. It's yeah, us. yeah, yeah. And then actually, we're having a great time. In, we are having a great time. That's why we're continuing to do it. Cause it, I like we said the the initial reason to not be actually live is that our connection is not good enough to maintain the stream. Um, but we like the format, so it it did lead us to a new. Idea, <laughs> a new idea, new channel. So we we are happy with that. So that worked out for us. Our videos are so great. We had to have a separate channel to talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, this is what I was gonna say. I think these videos over time accumulate views, and they were never gonna do well live for us. But they they being out there. Yeah, but occasionally somebody pops by and watches one. And yeah. I don't know how they found us, but cool for them. We're happy you're here. Congratulations. And I think for us, you know, five years from now, I think we'll be happy to have this as a record of this time. Um, so if no one else gets anything from it, it's working for us. So we're doing it. Noodles to us. Noodles to us. And then, so our final piece of business is um, PBS, which we published... Five days ago, I believe. Is that correct? Five days ago, exactly. PBS was our fake... We call it PBS. It's not called PBS anywhere else. It's, or keep your freaking money. Yeah, keep your freaking money. It's a, it's a look behind the curtains of how we put our videos together. And At least it was, as of yeah, nine months ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was conceived as a fake pledge drive where we weren't asking for money, but we were asking for subscribers. Um... And it's a video that, at the time we made it, it was the pinnacle of what we could do. It was definitely, like we like to say, the best video so far. Um, and each new video usually is the best video so far, which is, you know, a good way to grow, I think. Um, it was something we wrote as a, because all the advice was like, you have to tell everyone subscribe you have to tell everyone like you have to you have to call to action yeah you have to have a literal call to action in the video so subscribe below if you like what you see and hit the bell and hit the bell and share and we were kind of not into that so we were like well let's do it for one video and see if that has any effect to be fair nobody is yeah nobody likes to do it and nobody likes watching it but it is encouraged encouraged because well it is psychologically even us as creators, there was something we were watching today that we liked and Peter didn't think to give it a like until the guy in the video said, so give me a like. Oh, I will. Yeah, and so it, like we do, that's, that's why the whole field of advertising exists is because people are suggestible and people are not as invested in your dream as you are. So if you want them to keep paying attention to you, you do actually have to ask them for that. I guess, like, even at this point, even giant corporations, like, eat a McDonald's Especially corporations. Yeah, or or you eat a hamburger. Why do you think there's McDonald's commercials <laughs> yeah. on every 10 seconds? Eat a hamburger, and they're asking you to, like, go online and use your phone to give us a hamburger-like. I mean, I was talking to someone who said, like, every... 40 seconds a new thought enters our head. Mm. So even... Which is not not even like, oh, people are so dumb. But that's just how our brain is always constantly kind of searching for a new path. 
So if I want you to follow me down my path, I do have to ask for you to follow me down my path. Um, so this was our experiment to see how... Ex- times we can say subscribe. <laughs> yeah, how explicitly asking people to su- subscribe might work. And it did work. I mean, we, we pushed it pretty hard on our, on our Facebook friends and stuff, but... I, the first time around. The first time around. It's like we got like 13 or something. We got a bunch of subscribers. Which um, was a lot for us back then. Yeah, 13 was a lot. Our old channel didn't do that well. <laughs> That's why we have the new channel. Hello Foreigner. Subscribe to Hello Foreigner. <laughs> it, hit the like. Yeah. How much, do you remember how much it, it, when we took down the channel the first time around, did it make? We're in Subscribers or views? Views for PBS keep the freaking money. I don't know why I asked you that because I don't know the answer to either of yeah. those. All, all I do know is that in five days, we've already hit 135. Oh, yeah, that's... that's. I think we may have hit, like, 60 or 70 from a whole, like, eight or nine, ten months or something. That sounds plausible. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about that in a previous yeah. episode that our, our we started the spinoff channel because we felt like our channel had been buried by the algorithm. But anyway, so, editing... PBS. It was a video that was the pinnacle of our achievements at the time. And were we to remake the video this year, there's a lot we've learned in the interim that we would have done differently. But specifically, Peter noticed in the first day that people were watching the intro and then just dropping out. So that And the intro is fairly earnest because I'm setting the, the PBS style, but in a subtle way that if you're not expecting it to be a joke, it just seems like a, so I'm here in Mujo, China. PBS wants you, and I didn't say PBS because we're not PBS, Uncle <laughs> Foreigner wants you to subscribe. Let me tell you about all the subscriber incentives we can offer. And so it was, it was played fairly straight to be a joke, but the joke only becomes apparent if you watch more of it. And people... The first, first two old minutes. The, the the title of it is behind the scenes of a real China vlog, so you would assume that you were clicking on something to watch a China vlog, and then they watch you for two minutes, ask to subscribe because YouTube works this way, mm-hmm. and then they turn it off and miss the whole other seven minutes of what the behind the scenes is. Yeah, yeah, so they were missing the whole content of the video. And were we to redo everything... We would start from scratch and rewrite a snappier intro, get right into the actual jokes. Um, but we're not, that's not what this time is for. We're not actually remaking our videos, we're just reposting them. So Peter tried just chopping off the first two minutes that everyone was jumping off after <laughs> using the YouTube editor, which is a tool in YouTube. Brand new beta. Yeah, it's, it's the tool. It's a nonlinear editor that you can use within the browser, which if you, I, th- I see two uses for that. If you don't have your own editor, if you're not editing your own videos and posting them, you might want to edit them on YouTube, but that's. Or, this, or, or maybe you said something racist in the middle of it. And you and, <laughs> but, and you didn't edit it on your home no. computer. But then I, you I, uploaded it. It is 
in 2019, I don't feel like there's a lot of YouTubers who intend to edit a video that don't have a nonlinear editor of their, like, Final Cut or even, you know, iMovie that comes free with your iMac. Unless this is something for the developing world where maybe you're uploading your movie on a cell phone and you don't have an editor so you, and you do want to kind of do some edits. So, okay. I've talked myself yeah, into so why I mean, they might yeah, want yeah, this. Some days... If there's like government official things going on, our internet will slow down to it takes us a day to upload one video. And maybe you are in the midst of four or five days of that and you want to put up videos and you put one up and you can't get back to it. You don't want to upload it again, but you made a mistake. Yeah, yes. I, I could see use cases for that. Because the other thing I was going to say, if you uploaded a video and you realized like something on, you wanted to cut something off either end of it, then that's an easy, just chop it in the, in the editor. So, okay, I've talked myself into why this might be a useful tool. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, but it doesn't work <laughs> I was just yet. assuming like every seven-year-old in America has access to some kind of editing program, <laughs> but the world is not America. And that's not even true about America. Maybe not every. <laughs> the world isn't all good. I made, I made a classist assumption, and I'm walking that back. Which maybe we cut this out. Yeah, if I wasn't, if I didn't stand by our integrity, maybe I would cut that out <laughs> using the YouTube editor. But anyway, so you chopped off the beginning, and it's a destructive editor. They don't keep your edits, which that makes sense. They don't want to keep version control as well as editing they, that's just like too much for youtube a free service to store too much. um and so you cut off you cut off the first There's two minutes yeah gone which it doesn't seem like that expanded our watch time at all no. but looking at the numbers we do have two weird spikes so usually our traffic you know starts at 100 percent large chunk in the first two seconds click off and then you know wherever whoever sticks around sticks around and then the end and this one does that large dip at the beginning and then spikes and then <laughs> spikes the again go crazy. sorry <laughs> so we have two spikes at four minutes and at five and a half minutes and i have no idea why they happen they're not like an especially funny joke they're not an image that people would like. Yeah, it's not it's like just, you could you could scrub through and you find like a, you know, the Himalayas or something like yeah. that. That's just another picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's one other picture of you in a different place. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately that experiment with the YouTube editor led to some confounding results. But that's what we're all about, experimenting. Yeah, that's that's... I mean, the data's there. It's kind of dangerous. <laughs> the data's there. Let's use it. Um, well, we got 135 views. I think we got a couple of subscription, uh, subscriptions out of it. So it did its job. And it that's, did something. That's, uh, that's all we asked for that little guy. So let's move on to some commentary, some behind-the-scenes commentary, which I think we still don't have a bumper for. No, we don't. Um, <laughs> so... Commentary. So we were kind of talking behind the scenes numerically, and now let's talk behind the scenes 
artistically. Um, this crop of videos we posted this week represented a pretty big shift in our workflow at the time. As I said last week, Starbucks and PBS were pretty major endeavors that both took a couple weeks to put together. And we decided that was not sustainable, especially because I work um, as a kindergarten teacher. I don't have full time to, to make movies. I wish I did, and one day I will. Hit um, the like button. <laughs> subscribe, please. Um, so we kind of reexamined the scope of videos we were trying to make and how to, to, to lessen that workload, especially on me. Um, and we kind of have a joke now. If Taiwan Street Pancake ever appears on our big board, um, that means we're up for a, a pretty major change in how we do. You can see it in PBS. I point out Taiwan Street Pancake, and we never got to make that video. And there's been several times since where we kind of put that, slot that into the lineup and then decide we got to change everything about what we're doing. We, we love to eat them, but not yeah. to talk about yeah. them. It's a, it's a... It's a Taiwanese snack that became popular here in Lujo. There's also like 700 like, videos on it that you can yeah. look up. Right Five now. or six years ago, it's, it's, it is a pancake and you wrap up snack, like a little chicken or bacon and an egg. Oh my god, are we doing pancake now? We might be doing pancake <laughs> now. <laughs> they are delicious. I don't know if you can get... I'm sure there's a Chinatown somewhere that serves what it is. Um... They're all the rage in the streets. But I don't know where they are. Street pancake. Street pancake. But yeah, so that that's the kiss of doom for our, mm -hmm. our workflow when that story starts to show up in the lineup. Um, but so this particular time, after spending a couple weeks, two, two videos in a row of fairly intensive production, we slimmed down to, I'm not even going to write a script anymore. I'll brainstorm an idea during the week. And maybe sometimes you and I talked it out, but sometimes I would just say, like, I'm ready and, and let's go. Yeah. Sometimes I'd outline it in a written outline, but usually sometimes i just practice it in my head a couple times. Because I was busy practicing with how many different cameras we could use. Yeah. yeah. Lighting and times of day and locations. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care what you have to talk about. Just <laughs> tell me when you're ready to talk. Yeah, and so I'd actually like practice reciting it in my head on my walk to and from work, which is about 10 minutes, so it was like a good time to kind of get my stories in order. Um, and then when we had some stories, we would go down just in front of our apartment complex because that gave us some nice traffic. Um, There's a lot of neighborhood nice traffic, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of neighbor friends and babies and old folks and... And Peter's directorial concept was I'd set up a tripod right in front of me and then he'd be the long, the wide shot pretty far away. So he'd be filming me filming myself. And so he'd get my camera in the shot. And so it was really like a Brechtian exploration of sometimes a three, vlog. Three cameras. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we did have a three camera set up for a vlog. Which was great because um, it would confuse... The passerbys that would see you vlogging yeah. with the camera, so yeah. they stop yeah. to look at you, and then they wonder what you're looking at, and they would see me vlogging, them you vlogging, mm -hmm. and then there'd be another camera that would catch all of us 
all together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was a fun, um, fun way of working, and it's still in our tool belt. You might see that, that style come back. Um, but the two in particular that were filmed in this style were phone repair. So phone repair was about um, replacing the battery in my phone, which I took pains, and I'm going to take pains again to say I could do it myself, <laughs> except one of the screws was stripped, and I didn't strip it. I don't know how it got stripped, but it wasn't me, and I didn't have a good tool to, to still get that screw open. So I needed to go into our guy and get it fixed. Or not, yeah, get get him to switch the battery for me. And he did. I had to bring my own battery, but that was, that's fine. Um, I think he didn't charge me for it, which was really nice of him. He just... You have a guy. I have a guy. I have a guy. We go there a lot for, for all of our broken Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> so he's our, he's our Mac guy, um, and he helps us out. But so anyway, I, I told the story. I got a little footage from inside the computer world. Every city in China has like a grouping of buildings where all the computer, you can buy, usually like the first floor is new computers, printers, cell phones, blah, blah, blah. And then like upstairs is different kinds of repairs. Mm -hmm. Like um, junk piles where you'd find C3PO like hanging out. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. I love it there. But every city has a computer world, so um, that's convenient. You don't have to... I mean, that's... Is that communism? I don't know why that happens in China, but like... It, like you don't the stores. Yeah, you don't like... There's not like, oh, Adorama is down here and B&H is over here and, you know... Mac World is over here. They're all just in one area. It's like a, like a business district of kind. Of like yeah, yeah. You keep all your, your same goods. If I'm going to buy sneakers, I don't want to have to go across town, I guess, to yeah. get to, to, to comparison shop. Yeah, but I think an aspect of that is also a planned economy versus how a city would naturally develop. Mm. Um, I'm reading this book about architecture and city planning. That's really interesting. A city is not a tree. That's all about how when architects discovered city planning, they planned, the plans they made did not take into account like how humans exist in cities. And so that his was a call to action to consider the human systems within a city. Um, that, that's a bonus read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a bonus read it for you. Christopher Alexander. He's, it's really interesting. It's a little bit dry, but it's really interesting. But anyway, so... That was phone repair that we filmed out in the front there. We got a lot of good traffic. Babies especially, we like to watch babies walking around like they're grown-ups outside. Um, and then the other one we did in that style is I'm vlogging here. I didn't drop my phone into the toilet or something. Yeah. That's the other one, the two other ones. Which was actually a pair of stories, because that's also something we were trying, too, that, that five minutes didn't have to be one narrative. It could be a diptych or triptych of things that were occurring to me at the time. So I believe the story was, oh, I got a new phone, because the, the phone repair it was still an old phone that I didn't really like. Or no, I liked it, but I wanted we wanted a better camera yeah and so i bought that phone and then the other one was about the squat toilet and i'm clumsy and i keep knocking things into 
the toilet. Um, but we got a healthy amount of, of looky-loos. Yeah, so those are the two stories, but actually the glue of the that one serendipitously turned into a lot of passengers by looked like right into the camera and then a couple people even like had conversations with me while we were filming and that's exactly why we would put ourselves out there is because we did want to catch that happy accident of interaction with some strangers. Yeah, a um, lot of people that especially vloggers will recognize as they're walking around of like everyone must think I'm crazy just walking around talking to myself and so we thought like well what if we made a spectacle of it yeah yeah and actually I for, I feel like I recently said this somewhere but maybe I just said it to you the explanation oh I'm making a video so my friends and family can see what my life is like in China like satisfies them but they don't think I'm a crazy person yeah it's not it's not like a they're wandering around like throwing pitchforks at you or anything they go what, what's up and you're like oh for my family yeah like, right on cool even uh, can i share the breakfast story yeah so even this week we were filming something new for the new content coming in june and we were filming outside down in we have like a little gazebo on a pond where all the old ladies like to hang out and smoke and play mahjong and so we had our setup and these two ladies were early we were early for Mahjong, and they were early for Mahjong, so they were just hanging out, and then we were setting up, and so they're like, oh, what's going on here? They picked up my slate, and we're, like, slamming it, because that, like, that's so cool! Um, and then, like, we started filming, and to me, it was, like, obvious we're filming, so back off, but then it was not obvious to them, because after a while of that, and they didn't, like, get the hint, I did say, like, oh, we're filming, can you go sit over, you can sit in the background, but can you go sit over there, and they're like, oh, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know, and so they totally, like, they were fine with it, we yeah, it's a weird, it is a weird thing to go film yourself in public, but it's, like, we had scoped out the day before, and people get it, also, <laughs> they were down there, and we weren't with cameras, but we looked around, and they, they didn't pay any attention to us. So we thought, like, oh, well, that yeah. would be a nice, quiet place for us to film. Because they were deep into their Mahjong game at yeah. the time. We went down too early and went with cameras, so they they wanted in on the deal. Yeah, because also while this was going on, so we're filming something with, like, a pretty hefty setup. We've got a tripod, and we've got, like, props, props and a slate, and they saw us set up microphones. They're setting up a mahjong game, and then a lady just comes down and practices her singing. I don't know even know what she was singing. Did you see her? <laughs> no. She just like sat down in a corner and like had her little book and was like singing softly to herself. So like, I think the city rules is if someone's doing something weird but it's not really bothering you and it's not dangerous, mm. let it be. But any I think, city, any city. But I think especially in China, you can do a lot of stuff in public that people. Don't really mind. Like playing with swords, throwing children around. Yeah, you can you can take naps. You can take a walk with your eyes closed because you're trying out a new meditation technique. <laughs> yeah. All the backwards walking. <laughs> yeah. Showing off your birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, pe like, that's to our benefit is people don't really mind you doing weird stuff. And there is, like, I guess what they measure with babies if they're paying attention to something to, like, their their eyes are attracted to new things. I think adults are that way too. So like people will notice, oh, a new thing's happening. 
Okay, that's an old thing that's happening now. We don't care. Yeah. They, they always do this. We don't really mind. It, it's tough if we're actually trying to film something that you've written. Yeah. But I don't... There's not a problem with, with vlogging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've got time. We've, we're out there just looking at ourselves in cameras. So like, And we're putting it, ourselves out there so that we might have... Yeah. Because I've, I've got... Especially with these vlog pieces, the phone repair and the... the Dropping stuff in a toilet. <laughs> like, the, there's, we're sharing stories of our life, but if we can have our life unfold before the camera, that's even better. That's a bonus. Yeah. Um, so thematically, we were really psyched to have that happen. And there's one coming up, too, where a guy becomes pretty involved. He watches the whole one. Where maybe next week it'll it'll premiere. I forget the name of that one. Okay. But Just keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out in the background. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a guy who... Wants in on the action. Yeah. And then the other really big one we published this week was the Hot Pot, Hot Bowl Challenge, which was with very little planning. I think you just brought the camera to dinner one night. I, I think the night before we, we talked about it would be fun to just film a dinner and we like laughed. That yeah. It would be, it'd be funny if we filmed it like it was a sports event. Yeah, so we, Peter brought the camera, and then... Two cameras. Two cameras, that's right. And we ate dinner, and then I wrote kind of a sports announcer script without being a watcher of sports that are announced. <laughs> so we kind of, like, you know, we did our, our thing. And part of that was a little bit of a, a mischievous... YouTube wants a long video. We'll give them a long video. And that one clocks in at like 27 minutes. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. And so yeah. people are watching about six minutes of it and turning it <laughs> off. Or less. Or less. Um, it's kind of a one-off joke. I mean, I, I yeah, think we've yeah. got some good jokes that happen throughout the whole half hour. But it's, like essentially the, the joke is done after three minutes. It's not a piece. That we invested our artistic soul into it. I will be straightforward with you. It's a joke. The whole thing, <laughs> we're making a, a joke. And um, also, it was at the time too of like when mukbang was. Oh yeah, mukbang is when people watch a people person eat. eat. Yeah. Uh -huh. So we don't watch eating eating videos or sports, so we thought we would make one. Yeah. Celebrating both. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a And jerk. make it impossibly long to watch. Yeah, it's kind of a jerk manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that uh, a day later we have 120 views on it is kind of a triumph. Yeah, or like, guys, you're not supposed to watch that one. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's, that's, there's not really a big story. That's what that is, though. Those are just being jerks. But also... Hot Pot is delicious. It's it's my favorite yeah, food. Yeah, there is actually, if you don't know Hot Pot and you want to see how you make a spice bowl and some yeah. of the ingredients that go in it, it's, <laughs> it is informative. See, if you need to see someone watch a given meal before you try that kind of meal. <laughs> Particularly, there you go. <laughs> since Hot Pot is something for to celebrate with the entire families or woman. Yeah, it's not a, like, it's not a solitary... <laughs> one, one lone woman <laughs> eating a Hot Pot. It's not like... Marathoning. <laughs> it's supposed to be a festive occasion where a bunch of your friends get together. Um, but we made it what we made it. Yeah, it works. It works for us. We 
I mean, we often eat hot pot, just the two of us. And that's not like, oh, we're doing something wrong. There's plenty of, of There's big going. tables and small tables, so you can have your 20-person party or your four-person party or your two-person party. Around the country, it, it appears that hot pot is usually a special night out with many friends or yeah. family. I think in Sichuan, we just eat it so, not just we, everyone yeah, eats yeah, it so often that like there's... It's this, it's this province's specialty, so it is like... It's, it's an every night thing. You could... You, you take a date yeah. <laughs> for the spiciest food our, our ever. First, <laughs> our first year, at least, we ate hot pot every night. Well, we ate chon every night. Well, which we boiled the hot, boiled yeah. hot stuff. We, we put sticks, in, we put food in spicy boiling water. Um... But I do think it's funny because you now prefer the non-spicy broth, and I like the spicy broth. So they have, like, options. You can get the full spicy bowl, or you can get half spicy, half not spicy. I don't think you can get just not spicy. I don't think a no, lot of... I've seen one, unless it's, like, a tofu you probably, or vegetarian. Yeah, or so that's not, that's, yeah. that's not whole guo, or that's tofu whole guo. That's yeah. not... Um, just because they boil it. In the center of your table doesn't mean it's the same. But like, I think, I I bet like we could ask for, because they have a pot and they could just fill it with the other broth. For you weirdos. But it's not an option mm-hmm. on the menu. It's not listed on the menu to just get not spicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do, this is what I think is also funny, that... You don't eat spice. You eat the non-spicy, and I eat the spicy. So we each are getting our own broth, but in this huge cauldron in the middle of our table. There are some places that do individual soups, and you have your own little burner and your little pot of soup. Um, but those are less fun. Mm-hmm. You can get your own flavors, though. Yeah. Sours or seafoods or. We're getting pretty or... far off topic. <laughs> Other thing is about hot pot. Let's have hot pot tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe hot pot. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I think that's kind of maybe all we have to say about hot pot. Hot pot and the videos we made. <laughs> so let's move on to watch it. Watch it. Watch it. So our watch it. Recommendation this week is the Netflix series American Vandal, which I think came out last year. And there's maybe two. The year, year before. Maybe the year before. There's two seasons, and we just watched the first one. You watched the first one last year. Yeah. Um, and then we were talking about something recently, and you were like, I think you would like it. Um, so we did. It's we premise. Were, the premise is, it's a parody of the podcast Serial Season 1, in that it's a true crime investigation, but the crime it's investigating is a high school act of vandalism, where someone draws a bunch of penises on the teacher's cars, and the kids in the AV club want to get to the bottom. They think the accused is not who did it, and they want to get to the bottom of this mystery. And real, if you've heard, if you've listened to Serial... I can't, I don't listen to other true crimes, so I don't know, but Serial, I think, specifically is what they were parodying, and it was pitch perfect, down to, like, all, all of Sarah, Sarah Koenig, now I forget, all of the host's mannerisms of, like, now, you might wonder, 
I learned this, but something just didn't add up. Like, so it's so specific and it's like pitch perfect. Really funny. But if that was a joke, maybe like one episode would have been sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, they do take it. It actually turns into a really touching story, specifically centered around the accused vandal who. You get you get the sense he's a troubled kid. He's the kind of kid who's like makes disruptions in class and is is weaselly about like, hey, I'm just asking for a pencil and like the he's a, te- a prankster. He's a prankster. The teachers all hate him. He doesn't get good grades. He has a brother who also terrorized these same teachers. And you really do get a feel for this kid why he is the way he is and how his self-perception affects how he acts out. One of his crowning efforts was his YouTube series, Farting on Babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like so juvenile and then it twists and it's like really, it's, it's touching. Um, and it is like in its own right, it's a good story. And then even further than that, I think... They were clever to make it high school students also making the production because it, it goes very much into the ethics of documentary making. Documentary, mm-hmm. do, I can't say that word. Documentary making in that um, how do you balance a search for truth versus how that affects people's lives when is it, I mean, this is a simple 101 journalism, when is it harassment even if you have the truth in mind? And when when you're airing stuff told to you in private and that affects people's lives, what's your responsibility there? It really, I think, beautifully integrates those ideas into this fantastically silly joke. And because the stakes are low, it is like, it's spray paint vandalism, not murder. Um, I think it lets them ask the question of like, is it acceptable to use real people's lives for entertainment? And this is not really a spoiler, although don't listen if you want to hear at all beyond how the first episode progresses. Um, within the world of the show, the boys put out the documentary online while they are putting out, while they are working on new episodes. So later episodes show peop, not just their investigation, but people's reaction to the episodes that are already published. And you can see how like public opinion changes, and people who've said stuff on camera have had a, have have had things happen to them because of what they said on camera. Or people who didn't think about what it would mean to say these things publicly now have to deal with those ramifications. And I think as a, as a former journalist and a current filmmaker, it was just like, hit those questions really, really square. And it does, in a way that like, it's not didactic, it's not giving you answers, it's just like asking you to think about what these issues mean. And yeah. and it's just like fantastically silly and funny. So weird. yeah, it's funny and and surprising. It, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, what's the purpose in where where media um, per, 
personal social media, actual news, documentary, justice, court, how, how it all happens in such a public forum. Yeah. And, and particularly with people who are not, they're, I mean, they're kids and some teachers and some parents, but mm -hmm. no one is a lawyer until they bring a lawyer in, but like right, right. no one is a journalist, no one, what it, it's, when you have children playing adults right. about something that's, again, not as serious as murder, yeah. but something where we have to look at what's, what's the, the, um, the outcome of deciding what justice belongs, where it, where yeah, it, and, and what, where, how important is or what what license does pursuit of truth give to you in terms of how you treat other people and their stories and their lives yeah you might not just be hurting yourself or the defendant or somebody that has possibly done something wrong or yeah. you might be hurting extra people on the side that had nothing to do with anything yeah which I because th I think again is an interesting parallel with actual serial season one. Um, now I, I, she's a, this American Life alum, and I think it's Sarah Koenig. But anyway, the woman who produced, made, and produced serial. That show is as much an investigation of her own journalistic process as it is into the story of this guy who may or may not have wrongfully been accused of murder 20 years ago. Um, and there are some things I think she's publicly spoken about getting that she got wrong in, in her pursuit of the story. Um, which I don't want to get into a whole discussion about serial. But like she, she used that opportunity to make a statement about journalism as well as true crime, which I, that's... Because I'm not, I I don't really care about true crime at all, um, but I do care about journalism a lot. So that's why I was really interested in that, and I, I I like that down to the meta issues that the series is discussing. American Vandal, like <laughs> so squarely, but I think lovingly. I don't I don't uh, has serial in its sights, and I think they they did a really good job. Um, and and uh, there's a, a, tons of other uh, knockoffs from Serial at yeah. some point that it became possibly making, taking a little more of a jab at the genre that Yeah, yeah, yeah. It but it's, it's clearly Serial is on the filmmakers' minds. <laughs> um, and there is a season two, which we haven't watched yet, but um, I heard it's... Not as good, much like Serial Season 2. I did listen to Serial Season 2. And it is, it's, does not have the immediacy of the first season. Although I do think it was very interesting. And then I haven't listened to Serial Season 3, so. Now, that might be a future watch it. Or not. Or not, depending on. <laughs> I know I heard, I heard it's good. Um, but anyway, one more shout out from American Vandal is that Jimmy Tatro, who plays. The accused, Dylan Maxwell, um, it started as a YouTube guy. So, yay, YouTubers. I mean, he doesn't need my support. He's got a, <laughs> a recurring role on Modern Family now. But it is, we like to, we like to 
He's, he's a lot of fun to watch. He's sort of like a possibly, maybe a slightly more aware uh, Mark Wahlberg. He kind of flips. Oh, yeah. He flips <laughs> yeah. Like, he's got like a dumb boy. meathead thing going on, but I think that he might. He's very aware of it and plays not it. Not be like so a, self-serious as a person as Mr. Wahlberg yeah. is. <laughs> he's, he makes it very enjoyable to watch. So yeah, yeah. You don't, you, you kind of. Like you're saying, it starts off as he's a meathead farting on babies, and by yeah. the end you're like, I want this kid to go to college. Yeah, yeah, because that's what's on the line. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he started out as a YouTuber. It's a real job. <laughs> so that's our that's our watch it recommendation, American Vandal on Netflix. Um. And I think that might be it for this week. Do you have any parting words, Peter? Parting, no. Okay. Well, um, so that's it for this week. We are happy to have you wherever you are. And stay tuned. We'll be back again here for the live stream. And we'll be over on Hello Foreigner with a Wednesday video and a Saturday video. Actually. And a surprise giraffe tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, Actually, when this comes out. It will be time. today. Today. Look <laughs> right for now, a giraffe. If you've just finished watching this, go on over to... Yeah, go on Hello. over to Hello Foreigner. Subscribe to both places, because... Do you want to miss a thing? No? You don't? Yeah, hit the likes. Hit the, hit the likes, subscribe. Keep, keep eating noodles. Noodles to you.